Welcome to Advancing the Art of Aging. I'm Carol Silver Elliott, President and CEO of the Jewish Home Family, a continuum of services for older adults located in Northern Bergen County, New Jersey. We, every, every podcast, talk with some experts in the field of aging services, learning a little bit more about different aspects that could help you and help your loved ones. And today, we're delighted to have as our guest, Lee Goodworth. Lee is the admissions coordinator at the Jewish Home at Rockley. Lee, how long have you been in your current role? Uh, in my current role, I'm just coming up to a year now. Okay, but you were doing some other things in the admissions department before that. Yes, I was the resident liaison, and I've, I've been with the company for three years. Okay. What led you to want to work in admissions and long-term care? Um. A couple of things. I've I've always um, I've always enjoyed helping people. Um, I've always been drawn to to helping people. All of my background is in customer service. You know, across a few different industries. Um, I know a couple of people who actually worked at the Jewish Home prior to to joining. So their experiences and what they had told me about working in in the field definitely helped. Uh, and even prior to that, my my mum actually worked in a nursing home in England for, for several years. So I, I had a feeling for the industry back then. That's great. And your work in admissions is primarily around the long-term care folks, or do you work with both long-term care and short-term admissions? Both long-term and short-term. I'd, I'd say probably equally between the two. Okay. It's not an easy thing for a family member to make a decision about where their loved one should go, right? It's one of those challenging things, especially, I think, long-term, even more than when they're coming in for rehab. You know, for short-term rehabilitation, you say, okay, they're going to be there a few weeks, they're going to get better, they're going to go home. But when you're making that tough decision that I can't care for my loved one at home anymore or they can't care for themselves and they need to go into a residential setting. It's a difficult decision, isn't it? It's an incredibly difficult decision. It's it's a massive life-changing decision both for you and and for your loved one. Um, You see it quite often, I see it quite often, where families have been managing a situation that has actually been unmanageable for some time, um, but they've continued attempting to manage it on their own, and and they feel guilty when they have to make the decision to place their loved one into a facility. Um, The the reality is is that if they need the care that we can provide here at, at the Jewish home, um, it's it's the right decision to be making for your loved one. Um, but a lot of the families that I meet with and, and work with don't really know what a nursing home is. There's a stigma to, towards nursing homes when you say that to people who haven't, you know, toured one, been in one or worked at one. Um, they have, they have, you know, they, they know what they think it is, um, preconceived notion as to what a nursing home is. Um, they don't necessarily think immediately of the benefits. I think it unfortunately has a lot of negative connotations when you first mention it to someone. Um, so a lot of my job is it's managing the family, it's helping them realize what we offer here, why this is a good decision for somebody who needs the the support and the care that we provide. Um, because ultimately, when you when you make the decision that you need to place any any loved one into a facility, you're making that decision because you can't manage it yourself because mm-hmm. they need um, medical care that is very difficult to to provide at home. And even even aside from the medical care, it's the oversight that we can provide here. Just having more eyes on someone 
Um, you don't have to be worried that, that your mum or dad is going to fall when you turn the other way or you don't feel that you can never leave the house yourself because when you leave, that's when something inevitably happens. It ultimately is something that it helps your loved one get the care they need, be more comfortable in themselves, and it helps you kind of regain a little bit of what you may have given up by by choosing to care for them in the first place. Absolutely. You know, I think one of the things that I see often is after a family makes that difficult decision, they say, why didn't I do this before? Why did I wait so long? And, and I think you're absolutely correct. I think nursing homes have gotten a bad reputation, especially during the last couple of years of the COVID pandemic, that is really not deserved. You know, it's we, we provide an important service for people. We create an environment in which people can continue to thrive and grow. But families have an image many times of nursing homes is the place that mom said, don't you ever, don't you ever put me in one of those places. And it really just isn't accurate, is it? No, not at all. And I, I think you're right. You, I, I know my mom said it to me. I'll, you know, don't put me in a nursing home. I won't do it. Um, so that is also something that adds and contributes to the guilt. Um, when you've been told specifically not to do something, you then feel really guilty when you make the decision to do that. Um, and I think, yeah, you're definitely correct in saying that the last few years has, has made it a bit worse with mm -hmm. the pandemic. It's an unprecedented situation. Anybody who, who came into a nursing home at the height of COVID was not getting a fair representation as to what a, a nursing home usually looks like or feels like. Um, thankfully, we're now pretty much back to or getting back to, to where we were pre-pandemic. Pre um, so it's definitely been a challenging couple of years on on that perspective um, but we we provide a fantastic service for for our elders um, and it's it's very common when someone moves in long term there's always an adjustment period it's very overwhelming it's a big move it's a big change for everybody involved but after the first few days when people have settled in they've they've gone to some activities they've met some of their their peers who who have been here for several years um, you, you see people come out of their shell a little bit and it isn't uncommon that families turn around and you know they're like oh wow I haven't seen them like this for, for years. And it's because you manage everything as best you can at home, but it's a management. You're not proactively enriching their life necessarily just because you're not set up to or equipped to do that at home. Here, we have a full team behind, behind caring for our elders, nursing, um, recreation, dietary, social work. You know, you have the full support of a team that, that you hadn't had before, uh, and, and you often find that people come out of their shells, they're able to do things that they've not done for several years, they're more social, far more social than they maybe have been for the last few years. So, so definitely it, it can be a positive experience when done the right way. When a family calls you, I would suspect that you're playing a role as an information giver, as a supporter, but also maybe as a little bit of a counselor. Because I imagine that people are calling you traumatized. What do I do? What do I do? What would I? What do I do? What would you do? Right? What would you do if it were your parent or your loved one? It, that's that's an interesting role to be in, and I'm curious as to how you feel it balances out for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, you have people. I have people who who reach out to me from all different walks of life, in different situations, different conditions. Um, some people are looking far in advance. Unfortunately, they, they don't tend to be the, the more common caller. More often than not, you're talking to people who 
a calling last minute and placement yeah exactly there's there's a lot of crisis mode crisis counseling with with families that call up where they've they've got to the point where now they have to place somebody as opposed to thinking two or three years out this is something that may be coming up um that's a piece of advice i would have for anybody who hasn't already made that decision is maybe think about it a little ahead of time before you think it's going to be necessary just to get a feeling for what you would you, you would do if that situation ever arose um it's always harder to to deal with it in a in a crisis situation where you need an immediate change um i i enjoy that role because i get it comes back to me liking enjoying helping people i get to talk people through it um put them at ease a lot of the time um it, it's very common that someone comes in a little out of sorts, very overwhelmed with everything going on. Um, thankfully, I'm in a position where I can provide them with a lot of good information, show them exactly what the first few days will look like, explain what the routine is after somebody moves in. Um, and when, when they leave, whether it's for an in-person um, tour or, or hanging up the phone, um, I, I often feel that they're going away much calmer, much mm. more relieved. Um than they did at the start of, of the conversation. Which is great. So if someone makes the decision, I'm going to place my loved one in a long-term care facility, what are the things they should know? How, do they, how should they prepare? You've, you've decided that your loved one needs the additional help. You've made a decision as to where they're going to be placed. Then what? Um, I think a large part of it, where possible, is to include the the family member in those conversations and initial tours. Um, it is more common that they're not included, and it is just a family member who is coming in to see the facility, speak to staff, make that decision. Um, and and most of the time, the elders um, they are aware of what's going on. They're able to make their own decisions, and I think um, it definitely helps if you include them in that decision making process. Um, if for no other reason that you you get their buy-in as well you can tell them what you saw when you went to tour or they can see it for themselves they can ask the questions that they have that you may not think about because ultimately you're making the decision to place your loved one into a nursing home they're making a decision to to move to change where their their home is um it's it's ultimately a larger change for them than it is for you um so i think when they're involved when they tour when they ask their questions and they feel more at ease the family ultimately will feel more at ease because you don't feel like you're dropping them off on the corner and running away and just letting them deal with it you're actually taking them to to somewhere that they've chosen and they're on board with moving into i i think that's huge you know we talk about this all the time at the jewish home the fact that regardless of your degree of impairment or disability you still have rights and you still are entitled to the respect and dignity that you deserve as an adult. And not including the loved one in the decision is, you know, sort of that that myth that it's a role reversal, right? That I'm all of a sudden I'm the parent and my and my um, parent is the child. And it's not true. No. They're still the parent, you're still the child, and they're entitled to an to express their own opinion. And I know that when someone comes in who's a potential resident with their family, it's that elder that we connect with and make sure that we are wrapping our caring around. 
they're ultimately our client, regardless of who's making that decision. I think that's a key point for families to remember as well. Definitely. Yeah. And it's always nice to put yourself into into their shoes. What would you want when you're ultimately in that road? Would you want your kids to be making these decisions without you? Or would you appreciate being included and seeing it for yourself? And I think if you ask yourself that question, um, everybody would rather do it themselves and, and be involved. And, you know, it's interesting because we think about our shifting demographics, right? You know, right now we have a generation that by and large goes along. They're, you know, they're accepting of authority and they have a higher level of passivity. But the truth of the matter is that when we start to see some of those baby boomers, they're not going to settle for this. They're going to say, who do you think you are? And this is my decision, regardless of what your opinions are. And I I think it's going to be an interesting transition for people to see that. It will def yeah, there will definitely be changes, there'll be differences. Society as a whole, there's a lot more information out there. People feel a lot more informed just generally as well. So people are a lot more opinionated. Um they like to make their own decisions, which, you know, quite rightly they should be doing. Um it could very well change how things look, you know, in ten, fifteen, twenty years. Um, but it's still nice to to afford that same that same luxury and, you know, care to, to the current generation as it as it were. So if a family is listening to us and they're thinking, okay, I, I'm thinking maybe that my loved one is getting to a point where they're going to need residential care, what are, what are the top things they should be asking? What are those questions? What should they look for? I always say to people, you come take a tour, use all your senses, smell and listen and hear, listen and taste and touch. What, what would you give people as, as key advice when they're making these decisions? I would definitely recommend coming in to, to see the facility, and I would, I would recommend seeing a few different facilities. Um, we here in the industry, we're, we're aware of what our nursing home looks like. We're aware of what other nursing homes look like. If you're coming into this fresh, having never been in one, or maybe you've had a family member who has been in a specific home before, um, you're coming into it a little blind. So I wouldn't recommend just coming to see us. I would always recommend go and see a few different places, different facilities, uh, better fits for different people. Um, I'm very biased because I work here and I think that we're an excellent facility. So I'll always recommend that you come here. That's not biased. Uh, that's fact. <laughs> there you but. go. Uh, but definitely I would recommend see a few different places, get a feel for it. You'll you'll see if there are differences, if, um, if there are similarities. You may think to ask a question at your second facility that you didn't think to at the first. Um, when you very first come to, to see any facility, um, it's very overwhelming. So you'll throw out the questions that, that you have. You don't always think to ask every question. We always offer ourselves up if you if you think of anything after you leave. But if you go to a second or a third facility, you might see something you didn't see on the first tour. Um, you may then have a question that you hadn't thought of previously. Um, if you are in a position where you've where you've started the process sooner rather than later, you you may even want to take a, a second tour further down the road. You could come in, see us again. You may see something that you didn't see the first time. Ask those questions for for sure. Um, I would also say to expect there to be a, a transition period. It, it sounds obvious to say, but everybody not everybody thinks that way. You do get a lot of families who come in expecting it to be a seamless transition no issues whatsoever, happy families and, and everything just goes according to plan. And as much as I would love that to be the case for, for all of our elders, that isn't the way that, that reality works. Ultimately, when somebody comes into us as, as a new elder, as a, as a new, as a new um, resident, 
there's a transition period. We're getting to know them and their routines. They're getting to know us and our routines. They're understanding how we do things. We're understanding how they do things. And naturally, we'll accommodate as much we can, but we can't accommodate without knowing what we're specifically accommodating for. So expect there to be a little bit of a transition period. Um, but also understand that you've got a whole team that will be working with you. So a lot of families think that everything is on them. They have to make the decision to put the elder into the home. They have to move them in. They have to make sure they're settled in. They sometimes feel like they can't leave. Um, ultimately, once once you're here, you have our whole team behind you working for you, for, for your family member. Um, so understand that that transition is something that will need to happen, but you're not the one who will be doing all of that work. That's uh, That's where we come in. Lee, I, we could talk about this for a lot longer. I know that any family who calls with questions and is fortunate enough to get you or your partner in crime, Adrian Devine, is very fortunate because you not only have the expertise, but you both have the caring and compassion to make this experience as good as it can be for the elder and for their families. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. All of the children rise, elders with wisdom rise, ancestors surround us rise.